Warrior Women, welcome back to the podcast, episode 199. (laughs) You heard the man, Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 199. I have a special guest for you today. He's my lover, my best friend. Uh, my behind-the-scenes guy, Carson Rosser. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast. Thanks. Happy to be here. <laughs> we are on 11, no, 12, 12 of 13. We have one more episode to go. And I thought I would rope in Carson to do 199 with me. I've wanted to get him on the podcast for a number of years. Well, she's four uh, on Friday. So it's taken four years. Actually, the other day, uh, he come back from a hike and he's like, I listened to one of your podcast episodes. I was like, oh, did you? What one? He said, who's at your table? And he's like, it was, it's really good, love. You're really good at it. And we just uh, tried to record the intro before and he got halfway through a story and he's like, fuck. How do you do this talking into nothing? Uh, so he doesn't listen to my podcast. He's never been on my podcast, but here he is. Uh, are you ready? I used to listen to the podcast, all the podcasts, and then pumping out one, two podcasts a week. It was just, and then it took a direction towards uh, a more feminine sort of topic. And so I just slowly drifted away yeah yes he did he used to edit all of my podcast episodes uh so he would listen to them but he's on and we're gonna talk about our relationship we'll talk about our shared vision mission and values uh communication living together doing some work together We'll just see where it goes. Uh, you know, I like to make it up as we go. So let's start by, you can tell your version of how we first met. So I was asked this on uh, when I sent out questions uh, to all the women to give me topics for podcast uh, topics. And they wanted to know how we met. I've told this story before. But do you want to tell it from your perspective? Yeah. Um, this goes out to you, Julie. That's who asked the question. Right? <laughs> yeah, Julie asked yeah, how we met originally. I've been asked multiple times by other uh, women. So, yeah, but we can dedicate this again to Julie. <laughs> she's, she's got three in a row. Uh. <laughs> um, we met... Wow, I was doing a year abroad in Melbourne. Um, I was traveling by myself. And what I learned while I was traveling by myself is that I valued um, the gym and like health and fitness. So when I was there, one of the first things I did was I joined CrossFit St. Kilda, which was down the road from my house. Um, And I started training there just doing CrossFit um, kind of pretty consistently, a lot actually. Um, And then 
I had, or Amy was running the weightlifting class in the back at the time, which I wasn't really doing or participating in at all. Um, but I had seen her or noticed her at the gym. And then kind of the first, or some of the first interactions we had was like, I would finish work. So I was working as a tradee as a time at the time. And I would come from work, which was like three to the gym at like, you know, three thirty or something like that. When it was kind of closed, it opened at four or four thirty or something like that. And then I would, <laughs> this time I was knocking on the door to get in because I wanted to just be inside the gym because I was waiting for class to start and Amy was out the back um, lifting, probably in silence. <laughs> at the time, she didn't listen to anything while she lifted or that's what I noticed. It was just silent in the gym. So I disrupted the silence um, and she let me in and she wasn't a big fan, I guess, at that time. Um, and I kind of that was our first interaction or whatever and then I guess she I don't know if you saw me lifting or because I did your weightlifting class first but I don't think you had to be invited to that maybe I went to the weightlifting class no you were doing a crossfit session and it was a max out and Amy Whiting was uh, coaching it and I was coaching the weightlifting at the time and you were squatting quite a decent amount of weight and you moved pretty well. And Amy and I looked at each other and thought, he moves really well and he uh, lifts really heavy. He should do weightlifting. And so then uh, I think I told you to come to the weightlifting class. Yeah. So then I started coming to the, the weightlifting class. Um, at the time, I think I had like more of a bodybuilder type of, like my shoulders were really close. And we started doing overhead lifting, like snatching, clean and jerks, and my overhead position wasn't very good. So I remember you gave me like uh, skin the cats and just like that sort of stuff to open up my shoulders. Atlas hangs, we called them at the time. I don't know what we would call them now, but just that was my first introduction to like that mobility stuff. And then I got really into that culture. So then we started... I was at your class, or I would do CrossFit, then I would do the weightlifting class, and I would be at the gym most days for like quite a few hours, like two, three hours maybe at a time, kind of Monday to Saturday, and that went on for months. And then eventually I got invited to the exclusive uh, weightlifting club, uh, Lions. And then I started going to that. So that was on top of everything. We would go twice a week to Lions and we would just be doing Olympic lifting. So I was pretty uh, involved in her world uh, after, I don't know, that must have been pretty quickly after I got there. Maybe, maybe a month or two after I got to Australia or Melbourne. Yeah. And then it progressed from there and we were friends for... A long time months months and months how much more do you want me to go on this story <laughs> that's great <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then Carson went to Bali for a couple of months uh, this is in November 
2015 yeah. and then there was like seven or eight of us who were all coaches who all worked together and trained together we all went over to bali for a to see carson and also for a training holiday so we stayed in bali for a couple of weeks and trained uh every day got real coconut lattes rode around on scooters uh drank uh proper fresh coconut water from the mm. coconuts that they actually have in the gyms and they'll crack them open there for you it's like two dollars and you drink this massive big coconut while you're training uh and then i flew back to uh, australia custom flew home to canada and then we did a year back and forth and then i decided that i would pack up my life and move here to vancouver and that was seven and a half years ago now <laughs> yeah long time a long time <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk um because you have quite an interesting backstory around health and your weight and we don't have to go deep into that but i i want to talk about values and um you know vision and mission what we're doing and creating together because I do believe that we need more than love in a relationship. And the reason why I think we work so well together, we're very similar, but then also we have <laughs> a lot of things that are quite different. And we'll talk about strengths and weaknesses <laughs> in a second. <laughs> or, or, or I'll reframe that, why we work so well. I think we balance each other out quite nicely. Um, so do you want to just talk a little bit about your backstory uh and you did mention before when you came to melbourne you realized that health and training was a really high value of yours you know is it like is it up there in like your top three top five values uh talk through because not a lot of uh people know who you are and <laughs> your backstory and i think it's relevant to you know the women know me quite well and my values and i think it ties in nicely to why we work so well together okay should i go back to the the beginning bit like, yeah i think uh, it's really interesting yeah okay um so growing up and in high school i was i would say fairly overweight um and then once i graduated high school i had a friend at the time that was going to the gym and I was like okay I'm I'm gonna go to the gym with him and we would literally go to the gym every day and do cardio um, and then after like you started to see a little bit of benefits um, I started incorporating more weight training from people around the gym showing me what to do so over the course of that year of um, lifting weights and doing cardio and then getting into other like extra activities like ultimate and tennis and stuff like that i ended up dropping like 90 pounds or so um and i felt better <laughs> <laughs> like inside like my my self-esteem and just externally as well like being able to buy clothes that i wanted to that fit me um so that was like the beginnings of my sort of journey with uh, my health and my weight and that sort of thing. And then 
it was always important. Like I, through my early twenties, like I, I worked in a camp, uh, in Northern BC and Alberta, which would be 20 days in and 10 days out. So while I was there, I would do things like bodyweight stuff in this little room that I was in, or, um, in one town I lived in, they had a CrossFit gym. So I would finish my 12 hour shift drive to the CrossFit gym, do the class, or I would work all night and then do the class in the morning. Um, and I did that for like years. And then when I would come home, I would do like just my normal stuff. So like that was like my beginnings and that was like five or six years. And then, um, when I went to Australia, um, it was, I was by myself. And when you're, when you're by yourself, you can kind of choose what you want to do. There's, you don't have a person dictating what you're going to do with your day. So it was like, well, I had to work. So I worked. Um, and then the things I did after work without any pressure from old friends or a, a, a relationship or anything. And I chose to go more into like that that health space or like the gym space because I loved it. I loved going. I, I enjoyed being in there all the time. Like, like it was, I don't know, you guess you could call it addicted to it, but like, I just enjoyed the community aspect. I enjoyed everything about it. So while I was there really got into it more. And then that's where I met, um, great coaches and practitioners and people that were, that valued it. It wasn't just like, uh, I go to the gym because I need to, or I'm supposed to do this exercise. It was like, they, it was everything. Like they loved anything to do with their body and moving it. And like, I'd never seen that before or been exposed to that before. So it sucked me in even more of like, this is a way to live. And then they were all coaches. So like they're, uh, their lifestyle was appealing to me because I had come from working as a heavy equipment operator in a camp, um, sitting all day to going there where they would, you know, be personal training. So they would work like a few hours in the morning, then they would train, go for breakfast or lunch together. They would maybe, sit in the sun for a few hours, like <laughs> come back, train a few more clients, go train again in the evening time. Um, I, I'd never been exposed to that before. So I was interested. And then after I came back, that's when I started to kind of dig into starting coaching a little bit. So I coached CrossFit. I did a little bit of personal training. Um, and then I did coaching at a gym here for two years while I was going to school. So I went to school to be an RMT. So registered massage therapist um, because I wanted a formal education. I wanted to go to school to, well, one, to experience it because I never went to school, uh, like post-secondary school. And I wanted to have like someone teach me anatomy, physiology in like a structured sort of way. Um, so now I am working as a massage therapist, which is like the next kind of, I'm working in a clinic, like a sports clinic. I enjoy it. Um, 
where it will progress from there, I'm not sure, but that's what I'm currently kind of, um, I'm doing. So like I would say that health or fitness is high, like top three for me because of my own journey, but also because of like my family, like I, I would say has like, uh, well, my mom's side of the family struggles with their weight. Um, we have like not, <laughs> people don't live that long. Like it's, it's something that should be important. That's not that important. Um, and I guess maybe I, it, it sunk into my kind of thought thoughts a little bit of like why it's deeper than just like losing the weight and, and feeling better. It was like, a, Oh, my uncle died when he was fairly young. My grandma died when she was fairly young. Like it was just like the, it's bigger than it's your health. It's your life. Like, do you want to, you know, live a long, happy, healthy life or do you want to be un unhealthy? I don't know. Yeah, I want to talk to you about your values and our vision. But first, I think what's really cool is that you've made uh, some really big like transitions in your life. So coming from, you know, working in a camp, uh, being a heavy equipment operator to then transitioning into the health space. Uh, also, you were overweight and unhealthy and then have you know transformed or transitioned into it being you know your one of your highest values can you just talk about those experiences or what it was like to make those decisions to leave you know a like a career and then venture into a new one and then to be overweight and unhealthy and make the decision to not be like that anymore yeah um, I think with uh, the career change, I could see like the people around me um, and people have been doing it for years and years and they made a lot of money and they had houses and, and cars and families and all that sort of stuff. But usually, well, one, the relationship was dysfunctional because the partner or the husband usually in that sense was in camp for 20 days sometimes I would do like 30 plus day sort of stints in camp which is like it's not really realistic like to be gone for actually like half of the year or more at a time um, so I could see that and I was like I don't that's not something that I want to spend my time doing I, I like, I guess I like working, but also I wanted to have the freedom to um, not work if I wanted to or, you know, have the freedom in my schedule, which I have now. Like, if I want to work a little bit more, I can work a little bit more. If I want to work, yesterday I worked two hours and that was good. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, so it just depends. Um, and then it was a very unhealthy space as well. They would feed you camp food which would be like i have like a vivid <laughs> memory because at the time i would eat i didn't know much about nutrition at the time but they would bring in things like 
boiled hot dogs and we would have to eat boiled hot dogs and stuff and to be fair like once a week we would get like steak and lobster and stuff like that but like the lunches would be like boiled hot dogs and like uh romaine lettuce with ranch dressing and like that would be your lunch um but um yeah so that was my career kind of i i would i knew and then it started to kind of open up i guess like i hated it i saved up money i went traveling saw it was like a perfect opportunity actually like didn't like this career traveled met people who were doing something that aligned more with my values and started to slowly take steps and they were very gradual steps like when i came back to um, Vancouver, I still was a heavy equipment operator, but I worked in the city and I did landscaping. So it was like a physical job. I, lo- I actually loved that job. Um, and then did that for a while. Amy moved over. Um, and then after she was kind of established, then I went to school and like did that. That was three years of part-time school. So it was a very gradual sort of thing. Same with um, like the changing in your lifestyle for myself and like my body composition. It was, I started with all I knew how to do was this person that I worked with, went to the gym and he did cardio and he lost weight. So I, to be fair at the time, I was 17. I lived at home. Like I had no, I would literally go to work and then go to the gym. I had no other obligations, but at the time I would go and do the thing for an hour, leave and I would do that, saw some results saw some other people lifting weights, asked them, started trickling a little bit of that in, did a little bit of the weights, did a little bit of the cardio. I guess the thing for that was it was consistent all the time. Like I I didn't miss like six days a week. I did the thing plus like additional stuff that I enjoyed, like the sports that I brought me joy. Um, And I genuinely enjoyed it, but it was like a very gradual sort of transition. And then, you know, learning more, trying more stuff like you know in australia we're doing like a lot of olympic lifting and that was like heavy high volume stuff we did a lot of we did a lot of gymnastic stuff some flexibility so i guess as you or as i learned more the type of training i did and like my knowledge around it obviously shifted and now i know like i have a better idea of how it would happen but either way it was consistent it was slow um and i just learned as i went and like kind of just kept progressing and yeah does that answer your question so like it was just always a it was a value just because uh i don't know well i think the one of the things that i love about you is that uh once you decide that you're gonna do something you just really go all in and you fully commit to it so i think and you've maybe been like that maybe your whole life. So when you were 17, you know, I guess I'm more curious around what, what was the moment where you're like, I don't want to live my life this way. Like, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to, you know, X, Y, and Z. Okay, then I'm, gonna, I'm just going to change. And the same with the camp thing. It's like, okay, I don't want to actually live my life this way. So I'm going to create a different life for myself uh well just like it it builds up to a point where it's like so for me in the initial like weight loss it was like i for me i was wearing like 
double or triple XL clothes. I, I didn't wear jeans because they were uncomfortable. So it was like I got pushed to a point where I was like, I, this fucking sucks. Like I, I feel uncomfortable. I want to buy the things and wear the things that I want to. I want to be able to move around with comfort. So like it, it just like progressed to the point like and I, I guess it takes a while. Like it took a long time. It took years for me to be like finally I'm, I'm I was pushed to the edge of changing which I guess is the why right like you need a strong why of like why you're doing this and your family like you said like yeah like the health in the family was not great yeah. um and then and I guess maybe I didn't even think about that like at the time like 17 when I graduated high school my grandma passed away and it didn't have to do with her weight necessarily um but you know it was for sure a contributing factor i would say and then in regards to camp it was the same thing like i started when i was 19 and like i enjoyed it for a period of time and then it gets to this point where you're just like it it bubbles up to you're like i've had enough like i can't i like i remember my last time up there it was like i could not wait to just get the hell out of there like it was like the I need to leave like I can't be here anymore so it was the why like my why was strong like I don't want to be in here anymore and I need to be away so I mean to be fair like I left I traveled for a year a little bit more maybe and I did go back like when I came back from Australia because that's all I had ever known so I would go and I was doing 10 days on and 20 days off and like we were doing long distance so I was flying to Australia and I needed I guess the money at the time to fly to Australia, stay there for 20 days at a time, come back. And then when you moved here, that's when I stopped working in camp because obviously you can't work in camp and have a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about your, your values and your, you the other thing i love about you is that you you don't ever settle like you're on a mission uh i remember actually when you left i wrote a letter to you and i think in there i you know your curiosity and your thirst for knowledge and learning is so inspiring and we often talk about this like every day around how it's just, we want more, yeah? We wanna do more, create more, be more, change, like create this really cool life. And listening you, listening to you tell those stories, that's, you, that's what you have like done with those big transitions. Uh, and so talk a little bit about your, just your values. Well, health like the learning and progressing I don't know if that is like I don't know if it needs to be learning but the I don't like stagnation like I don't like, <laughs> I need to be I mean, maybe that's what's motivating to me is I like to be um, progressing forward in some capacity so I guess 
comes in the shape of learning a lot of the times, but it could be the weight loss stuff. So like, it was just like, I need to be moving towards some sort of goal of furthering myself or I, I don't know, like I, the, the learning is important, I guess, to me, just cause I'm curious and I just want to learn as much as I can about the things that I'm interested in, which is a lot. Like I, it's not just <laughs> like I have uh, a bit of a scattered mind and I, I like to explore many things, but I guess if you don't try them and explore them and then you don't actually know if you like them or not. So like you can do something for a period of time and you can be progressing and learning about it. And then you can be like, actually, like, I don't, I don't maybe like this thing as much as I thought I would, or you tried it and you don't know until you try it. So I like to try a lot of things um, like the, the movement and that sort of has been like a pretty solid piece. Um, but those are two values like learning, I guess, or progressing in something and the health piece are two large values. I like, like, I, I mean, obviously my family and my friends and like my community, I, I value as well. Like that's something I, I do really hold dear, I guess. Like when we were in Australia, like I really enjoyed, like I liked having that, that tribe of people with me. Like it just was, well, one, it was inspiring and it was motivating and so the people that you are with like I mean one they're really great resources or they can be really great resources but they're just I don't know like they're like-minded I I think that's a value too like I like to have uh, inspiring people or interesting people or funny people just in my community just because yeah Three, those three values. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> uh, what about your vision for your life or for our life? Let's talk about that. Vision. Um, you're a bit clearer on your specific vision. So from it for as long as Amy has known me I have said like I don't know what to do with my life um, and I may be moving in a certain direction but I I have never been like struck with this like this is it like this is the thing that I'm born to do um, I am progressing and moving in certain directions and my life is changing but um, so there's areas that I feel like it should go um, but I still haven't like found the thing um, you you're pretty on point with what you're doing and where you're going um, I'm in a general direction maybe haven't found exactly what that is yet but I sent you that video the other day from the Rich Roll podcast. Do you remember what they were, what he said on there that really resonated with you? Yeah, but you say it because I can't remember exactly what it was. Well, they were just talking about how um, passion comes from learning or like deep knowledge of a subject. So, like, basically, it was saying exactly what I thought I was going to get was like this, like, 
you know, bolt of lightning and be like, yes, like this is the thing that I'm born to do. But he was saying it comes from deep knowledge or interest in a subject. And then the passion is coming from like learning and being really good at something or a thing that you're, I guess if, if you're interested in it, in it at least a little bit, like you're, you could develop a passion for it. So that's what I've, or at least that resonated with me. And like, I've been recently, even before that was like going more into like the learning stuff, uh, with like the body and training and learning again, since I finished school, I was like a bit burnt out. So I'm feeling inspired to learn again. And so I'm going further down that rabbit hole of training and the body and physiology and stuff like that. So I guess, yeah. Yeah, but you have a vision of around how you want to live your life. Like we have a very clear vision around, like we want the freedom. We want to be able to make our own schedules, uh, travel if we want to travel and still, uh, you know, earn, yeah, earn an income. Uh, we want, you know, financially to be well off um we love nice things like you have a very big interest in i would say like architecture and renovations and aesthetically making a, an environment very pleasing uh he's re renovating our apartment don't look <laughs> at the room as we sit here uh he's been trying to do the ceiling i think it's maybe three years <laughs> He's very busy though. Uh, but also keep in mind that right now we're in the living room with a big light on us and all of Amy's gear. So it's a we've definitely utilized our space to the fullest. So it's not like it's just an empty room for me to to come in and and work on. So yeah, I would say that's been a challenge uh, for us. You know, we live in this small one-bedroom apartment here in North Vancouver. I work from this space and I take up a lot of it. <laughs> if you look in our living room, it's pretty much all of my stuff. My desk, my podcast setup. Um, you know, we did have the rig in here with all the weights and they're all in the corner. And so it's made, I guess, living in this space hard for Carson sometimes. So we definitely find that a challenge uh, and we would love a bigger space for that reason. So I could have an entire separate room for my work, uh, but we do make it work. As you said, you you go out and you practice at the clinic pretty much, you know, five days a week. Uh, and so we do make it work, but it can be hard. Yeah, it's hard living and together and me working in the space. Yeah, you make it work though. A lot of, <laughs> lot of time with headphones on and listening to your own thing while she's speaking to one of her clients or recording a podcast or something like that but that's what you got to do um but the vision piece yeah <laughs> you're, you're on I think, it yeah i think it's you know it's really important and i don't know if a lot of couples really you know we talk about this stuff all day every day walking coming home eating dinner like we're constantly talking about my business and growing it and building it and different ideas and you know cousins very much behind the scenes but he helps me generate a lot of ideas around the business he helps with a lot of the tech stuff um so he's very much a part of 
a part of warrior school and then we talk about you and your work and what you're learning and where you want to go and i just think that's a really important thing to do um, in a relationship uh, is well one have these like shared values you know what we do with our time when we have the spare time is like we go and train together we go and hike together we go and eat delicious food together like we do pretty much everything together uh but we love it and because it's that like they're your values and they're my values they align really well and work and then when it comes to our vision for our life again it's a the same vision it's very similar around what we want freedom you know financial abundance uh we we love working we love learning we love growing we love creating like you get so excited with the business stuff like you just you love it he'll sit and he'll watch youtube videos on you know my podcast like podcast setup stuff or just i don't know lots of different things uh yeah it makes it easy not uh not like sandpaper is what you <laughs> you described it as when we first met it was like uh it just wasn't like sandpaper it was easy it's easy yeah i can't remember that i said that but now you bring that up actually i do remember saying that yeah i think a lot of relationships feel like sandpaper a lot of the times and my previous <laughs> ones did just like this like <laughs> and it's like there's lots of friction and they feel really hard but from the moment that we started into relating to each other not in a relationship it was just easy and for the most part it's really easy isn't it it's not sandpapery but <laughs> let's speak about let's speak about strengths and weaknesses or differences <laughs> do you want to do mine and i'll do yours <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can go first no, you go first you hit me hit me with what you got no <laughs> yes we've written them out i'm actually going to do a post on them but one day i said to him hey i want to make a post with us and kind of do you know the two characters in the world uh and talk about strengths and weaknesses so i have them written down but <laughs> uh, strengths i mean you're super focused on what you're doing and your mission um you are patient which i think actually um works very well in contrast with someone like me who can be a bit slow or particular or <laughs> like um a little bit not patient <laughs> I can be patient. It just has to be the right situation. But you're patient with people, uh, but you're not patient with yourself sometimes, or you're not patient with like um, time, right. or you know, yeah, you have this. I think you live your life with a big sense of urgency, which is great. I think it's good to have sense of urgency, but there's a bit of impatience or frustration that comes when things take a long time to like <laughs> build or work towards you just you're in i want it now type of person yeah i want to get started right now <laughs> yeah whereas i'm the opposite to that i'm okay like the way that you know i talk about uh, the long way home a lot and i have the same approach for my life and my business like i'm okay with taking the long way uh, i don't need things 
right now. Um, so I would say that's quite a big difference. Hmm. What else? Some weaknesses. <laughs> Just a couple weaknesses. Uh, what is it? A little bit selfish. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. I don't know. It's a strength and a weakness, I think. And I don't really like calling it weakness. Maybe our shadow, our shadow self. But I think our weaknesses or our shadow self actually help us get to where we want to go. So I would say, yes, like I'm selfish or I have a strong sense of self-entitlement. But that's definitely helped me build what I've built with my life. And then also... I've taken some of that because I was a people pleaser and like a yes to everything. Um, And then now I think I found a better balance of like, I do some things, but I don't, I don't say no to everything anymore. Like it's been, it's a good leveling out because I would, I would run around trying to do everything for everyone and then like I said in the beginning, when I actually had some time for myself, I got to do and kind of go in the direction that I wanted to go. So, yeah, it was like a, something that you had a strong sense of that I adopted a little bit of, at least enough for me. Yeah, I think that's a really cool. Uh, I really like that because you saw that in us in Melbourne, the way that we lived our life. And I do vividly remember saying you are some of the most selfish people I've ever met in my entire life because we like what we cared about was our health and training and nothing got in the road of that. And that's how I lived most of my 20s. Uh, and I don't regret that at all. Uh because I have built the body that I built because of that. I have the knowledge that I have because of that. But that was a really, a really quite a weird experience for you to see these people living their life like that because you just hadn't experienced it. So I think it comes from like uh, how people lead their lives. And this is comes back to the relationship thing of like we can't change people. All we can do is lead our own selves powerfully and our own lives and then you know the other people in our lives can see that and Carson has definitely taken on some of that you know saying no and putting himself first uh I would say you're definitely not a selfish person you're a very generous person uh but you saw me do that and I think there you know it's it's not a bad thing that I'm selfish no Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but but maybe it works because i'm not or i'm not or wasn't like i yeah i don't know yeah i will say he does a lot for me he does take a really good care of me but you also (laughs) say no to me a lot you're quite hard on me you keep me in line gotta have (laughs) (laughs) gotta have boundaries he has good boundaries uh and yeah so what are some other strengths Oh, yeah, strengths or weaknesses. I'm terrible at cleaning. Oh, yeah. She tries. <laughs> but I would prefer if she just didn't didn't yeah. try and just yeah. let me do it. I think what we've worked out really well is that... <laughs> systems in the house. <laughs> <laughs> systems in the house. Or who's better at leading a particular area. And this really came from one day I had a great conversation with John, my business coach, and it was when we were st- I was starting Warrior School and we were, you know, setting some really big financial goals. 
And I just have never been into money or finances. And so I remember John saying, okay, well, you don't have to do that. Let Carson lead you in that because he loves it and he's really interested in it. And so Carson, as I've said before, leads all of our finances. Carson leads the cleaning front because he's got OCD and he's quite particular about things. And so I think over the last you know seven or so years it's definitely us finding where each other leads powerfully it kind of happened naturally as well like it wasn't like a you do this and out like a dividing of tasks it was a very natural progression of you know just going into the areas that you like you know you're not particularly interested in spending multiple days researching the type of light to get for your podcast whereas like for some reason that really lights me up so like i <laughs> like doing the research on that and i'm happy to like order it and get it here and set it up and like make sure that the things behind the scenes are are functioning and then like like you said earlier like i used to do the podcast like editing and putting it together but then now that has been eventually it's it's passed off to you if you can, or like you do it now just because if it works better for you to do it because you record one, get it ready, post it or whatever. So like it just shifted around kind of naturally. Like it was just, I don't know. I help you when you need the help, but also you do a lot of the stuff. I don't do that much for you realistically. Like you do a lot of the stuff for your business. You do mo everything for yourself. I just help in small areas like that like the finances or the tech side of things where maybe you don't have the most amount of patience or maybe you just don't really care that much about it. So Yeah, well, I think that, you know, we can't do everything all of the time. So if we can find people to lead in certain areas, uh, that that's really important. I'm also not afraid to ask. Like if I need, and I think a lot of women really struggle with that, like asking for what they need or asking for what they want. Uh, I don't always get what what I want or need it depends uh, on my request but I'm quite good at that aren't I asking for help or asking for what I need um, because we only have so much time and energy and so if someone can help us with that uh, and I would say the financial side and the tech side are huge sides and I will often or, and have asked you okay you need to lead them because I don't want to do it it doesn't interest me. I don't have, I want to put the energy and time into something else. Yeah. Creating, chatting with people. That's stuff you like to do. You're good at that. Speaking. Those are like this, this comes very naturally to you, but it does not come naturally to me. This, How are you feeling? It's fine now. Um, <laughs> but the, I don't know. It's just, I wouldn't be able to pump out 13 pod. You've, you've made more podcasts in the last 13 days or so than I might ever make in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could have you back on if you wanted to come back on. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I do anything interesting in the next little bit. Maybe <laughs> I'll learn something cool. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else that you want to talk about around relationship or communication? Uh I think we're good at communicating. 
it's just like an open dialogue a lot of the time <laughs> like i mean sometimes maybe the the because we live in this particular space like where you're working and i'm not working when i'm here so um like some boundaries around like i'm working right now i can't speak to you about whatever is on your mind which is often a lot um <laughs> so having like that sort of you know uh communication is helpful i think which also has kind of just happened sort of naturally i don't know well there's been times that we've had to turn to each other and be like what what did i what have i normally said about like if i'm like working or i want to create that container of space and i need to focus I forget what I've said to you in the past. It's just you're working right now. It's work time. It's work hours. Yeah, it's work hours or it's work time. So we've definitely had to create, yeah, like you said, space boundaries and time boundaries. And, you know, certain things like if I get off a call for, with John, my business coach, I can't dive straight into telling Carson what we spoke about on the call. I often need like... A day. <laughs> she needs 24 hours or like... A night to reflect and think about it and process it but then again usually your calls are at the end of the day in the evening time after you've already worked and had calls all day so there's that too so. yeah so just figuring things out like that uh, and yeah I think we're just really upfront really honest really open so just like we don't hold anything in and just marinate and Stew. <laughs> stew on something it just gets said around well whatever yeah honesty i can't lie so that helps too maybe I don't i'm know. a really good liar yeah i cannot lie at all zero, <laughs> zero amount like <laughs> it's pretty bad yeah. yeah we're actually quite different but quite similar uh in in a lot of things aren't we yeah yeah. Similar on the values aspect and like the mission and the goals and like it works well, but in regards to like uh, personalities and like things that you're, you've got really good focus, you're good at speaking, you've got like, you're great with delayed gratification, like all that sort of stuff. Whereas like speaking is, it's horrible for me and like I am a little bit impatient with that sort of stuff so it just like it's very kind of opposite a little bit yeah oh. yeah all right should we finish there is there anything else we should talk about I think that's good for the first one yeah anything else that people might want to know <laughs> no I don't know I don't think so no, that was a pretty in detail, like early journey of my life. Yeah. Back, background. Little, yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay, well, they get they got to know a little bit more about a main character in my world, which is really cool. We also did this because uh, it's the podcast's birthday, but it's also our seven. Could be eight, could be seven. <laughs> we don't really do anniversaries. Um, no, or we things don't. Like that. There's no 
really gift or anything. Well, I'm She's not, not. That's not my love language, so I'm not a gift giver, am I? No, I am though. Yeah. But we always do something like, well, we just do it anyways, actually. But we go for dinner and we do, well, we already do the things that we want to do, so it doesn't <laughs> really make it like we go out for dinner and we want to have dinner. We train, we do the things that we enjoy, so I guess we don't need a day or a special occasion or something to like go and do the thing. But maybe one day, like if we're if we're so busy that we need to slot out time to make sure that we're going for a nice dinner together or something like that. But it, I don't know. Do you want something for? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't even know if it's seven or eight. I have a feeling it seven. might be seven. Yeah. Uh, we've known each other for eight. Uh, and I thought it'd be cool to get him on. This can be our celebration uh, <laughs> for seven years together. Mm. Seven years together, the podcast for One more podcast closer to finishing your, your sprint as well. Yeah, Ouch. the podcast <laughs> just before the 200 celebration. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was like timed quite nicely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happy seven years. Yeah, happy seven. Yeah, here's to seven more. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Hopefully more than seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, more than seven, but to the next seven, hey? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. You're welcome. Yeah. I hope it sounds okay because I've been watching the the volume things go pretty quiet when I'm talking, so we'll see how it goes. Okay, yeah. He's um a bit of a mumbler, I always tell him. Uh, he thinks that I'm deaf and I can't hear quite properly because uh She is deaf. I wear earplugs <laughs> in my ears. Uh but he mumbles, so hopefully you can um you know, you're you're a quiet natured human. That's okay. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Carson and bye for now. Bye. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.